if you just make that 1% change each day, that's going to compound. Now you're a completely different person. You see the world differently. Body responds to the environment differently. Welcome to Harmonized Health. Escape the medical matrix. Here, you'll gain a new perspective on medicine by showcasing alternative health in all its forms while digging into some medical science and philosophy. You'll gain knowledge about how to care for yourself and your family by building a solid foundation of health that includes movement, sunlight, breathing, diet, sleep, joy, connection, and purpose. Welcome, guys, to Harmonized Health again. This is episode three. I'm your host, Dr. Damon. How you doing, everybody? Dr. Daniel Nikens here. All right, and we're going to be talking uh, about foundations of health. Okay, so this is where we start a lot of our patients, clients, and, you know, even Dr. Dan on the chiropractic side of things, he's always trying to address these things as we, as he goes ahead and also gets those adjustments and all the other great modalities that he utilizes. Um, And then obviously on my level, you know, trying to get everybody through the functional medicine side of things, but getting those foundations of health and the, the basics down so that when we do implement any kind of specific treatment modalities or supplements or dietary changes, we're actually moving the needle that we need to, you know, yeah. and we're not, we're not just throwing a bunch of stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks, you know, so... <laughs> Yeah, see how I changed that. Yeah, right. Could've, I could have used that. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, let me let me ask you then. Yeah. So, what would you categorize as the foundations of health? If you almost, I, I picture like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? From oh, psychology, yeah. like yes. how would you kind of list out the foundations of health? Oh man, so I think <laughs> you know, especially lately, I think one of the big ones is that circadian rhythm. Mm -hmm. I think that's a a huge one that kind of gets a lot of lip service, but we really need to address that. You know, that's, you know, circadian rhythm, you know, the daily cycle, but also even the yearly, the seasonal. I think we just have a lot of cycles that we don't, you know, beyond what we we think of like a female cycle, obviously that monthly cycle, but we all have these cycles that Mm -hmm. we're, we're just in tune with. And I think that's something we have to get down um, as we'll kind of expand upon. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. I know. Why is everybody going to, Oh, that's right. It's a full moon. Um, but yeah. And then, you know, the light I think is a huge one too, that kind of plays in with the circadian rhythm, structured water, um, different kinds of water, I think are key. You know, we talk about how much water we should drink and then that's the end of it. But mm. You know, is it filtered? Is it reverse osmosis? Is it mineralized spring water? You know, what is it like? And maybe you don't need to drink as much if you're actually getting hydrated through Mm -hmm. like natural water, Um, you know, minerals and then balance in general in life, just balance. You know, when you look at the, the yin and yang, you know, that symbol in traditional Chinese medicine and, you know, they understood that there was this balance to everything and then there was even a little piece of the other side that was incorporated into the yin had a little bit of yang and so it's a kind of good uh analogy i guess would be the word there but um but yeah i think balance just finding that balance so that you're not 
you know, going too far. And we see that a lot in our society is just the pendulum swinging way too far one side. And then it goes to the other side instead of just finding that happy meeting. Everything's bigger in Texas, right? (laughs) Go big, go home. I mean, that's us. We, we full send you 110%. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. You should have used a better Texas, um, accent there though oh yeah, yeah, right? yeah i thought you could have done. <laughs> oh, everything's bigger in texas there you go there you go um Man, i'm here for it <laughs> yeah. but i think uh you know I, I put resonance on my list there too that's kind of with that frequency stuff mm-hmm. electromagnetism they all kind of go hand in hand well t- we talked about grounding on the last episode yeah. with fibromyalgia that's a huge component there obviously diet and just real food in general you know if we're eating real food Let's not let's not go too intense on it, you know. Let's not start getting really reductionist with the macros and all these things. How about we just eat real food at first? Then, okay, down the road, maybe we got to start to, you know, look at you're not eating enough protein or whatever mm-hmm. it is. But, um, you know, breathing, huge, sleep, sleep. I mean, come on, like everybody's talking about sleep these days and, and for good reason. We have to recover properly. We have to, you know, get all that waste out of the out of the brain through that glymphatic system. The only way that's going to happen is with quality sleep. Um, I even have sex on my list. You know, I mean, we are humans. We're we're animals. We're mammals. You know, that's a key component to our health. And so I think that's uh, something that's somewhat overlooked. That you hear a little bit more about it on some of these podcasts. Um, how that that links up with actually your health and wellness, Um, you know, and then there's the whole pornography topic where that's just rampant in our society now. And, and, you know, how kids are exposed to it at such an early age, that's, you know, kind of messing with the whole brain neurochemistry. Absolutely. Um, And then uh, emotional maturity I have on my list here. So Mm -hmm. that's, uh, that's one of those. um, That's a little bit, Hard to define, but hopefully we can break it down in one of these episodes if we don't get yeah. to it today. No, but I like that. That's a that's an interesting thought as a foundation of health. It yes. goes very well with like mindfulness. Yes. Know? Oh, for sure. Yeah, which is which is also on my list. And um, and then I think movement, which we talked a lot about last time. You know, just that generalized movement, um, morality, values. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're living according to your values, I think that does a lot for how you how your body responds how your mind responds when we start to go outside of our values because we have to make more money or we have to do something that we think is important in life but might not be we're just not seeing things correctly um, I think that could be one of those conflicts. Yeah, even you know? consciously defining your values. Yes, not understanding knowing. what it is. Yeah, yeah. not knowing um, is a big stressor as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Um, social connection, I think, is is probably, if not at the top of the list, I think it's it's up there. I think you know that goes back to the whole movement thing with humans. Is another thing that makes us so. So human, I guess is the word I was looking at, um, is that we we came together and we could be such a communal force against other predators or other uh, animals that were trying to, you know, do their thing, you know, but they might be strong. They might be, you know, able to stalk in the night or whatever mm-hmm. it was. But for us, what our strength our superpower was was being able to communicate and come up with plans together. I think that's 
something that's just innate in us is that we need our community. Absolutely. And nowadays it's, you know, I think you, you have a good thing with, with the church and uh, your family and you're just a social person in yeah, general. I need my community. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think a lot of people are missing that, you know, I they think we see a lot of isolation it. or yeah. they're avoiding they it. Yeah. Want, they, we, we tell ourselves that we want to be in our own bubble and that we don't want to go outside or interact or you don't even want to call to order pizza yeah. nowadays. Right. And we, we need that social connection. Our, Man. our brains yearn for connection yes. with other humans and we try to convince ourselves we don't need it. Yeah, for I mean, sure. Yeah. That's a big one. And then, and then my next one is laughter, which it goes hand in hand with the social connection. Yep. You know, if you're with your family around the dinner table, laughing, telling stories, you know, are you going to digest that food better? I think so. You know, I think that's it. You know, so sometimes even when we talk about diet, I like to focus on how we're eating mm. before what we're eating. Yeah. You know, are you outside eating? You know, are you with other people, you know, which is going to slow you down while you're eating? You're going to chew more, mm -hmm. you know, um, you might eat less, you know, and not yeah. even realize yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. So there's a lot to, um, you know, just having that, that laughter, social connection. And then, uh, kind of to finish off my list would be just having a purpose in life. Like what is your life's purpose? It could be career oriented, but it could be something outside of the career. Maybe you, maybe you just go and do your job, you know, you make your money and you supply for the family, but like outside of that, what are you doing? If you don't have that purpose in life, you know, and you're just kind of going through the motions, like I feel like eventually your psyche and your body will start to break down. Cause yeah. you're just not, that's not how, you know, we're supposed to be on this earth. We're supposed to have some reason yeah. that drives us. Yeah. Um, and for my dog, it's like just going out and, uh, you know, chasing squirrels and chasing the cats around the neighborhood, um, kind of gives him his purpose. And then he, you know, he likes to go get the Frisbee when we're at the beach, but he had, you know, they're, they're little things, but at least it gives him some kind of purpose. I feel like, um, and, you know, for me, it's since I was able to kind of get myself corrected for the most part, you know, I'm far from perfect, but I'm on my healing journey as well. And I was able to kind of figure out what, what that looked like in my life. Now I want to do that for others. I want to just educate and be what the original word of doctor meant was teacher and just, okay, like, how, how do we start to bring these foundations into your life? It may just be one little piece. And then over time, like you said, we build those habits. Mm -hmm. Once yes. they're habits, now we, you can kind of let that kind of coast and we can focus a little bit more consciously on the, this other portion of it. And I think over time, uh, if you just make that 1% change each day, doesn't have to be anything drastic, but if you do a little thing each day, that's going to compound yeah. into the, you know, and now you're a completely different person. You see the world differently. Your body responds to the environment differently. Yeah. And yeah. And yeah. so what, any of the, anything you would add to that list? Well, I tell you what, that's a pretty extensive, comprehensive I know. <laughs> list. I would say the foundations here in our health, they very much are going to be foundations of life. Um, and all of these are important, but I, I really like some of them that you brought up, but they're not so much uh, on the health side as much as it is general life. So 
obviously for health, like we're talking about is, yeah, I mean, the foods, the exercise and your exercise even goes into your purpose. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) Um, What are you doing? Why are you doing it? Your why in life. Um, And and those are health, breathing and sleep and, and all that. But what is so important to not forget are the foundations of life that go into your foundations of health as well. And so a lot of that as well, social connection is a big one. Your life purpose is a big one. Um, like you mentioned, the morality and your values are a big one. Um, the only thing that I would add in uh, are more of these, uh, not emotions, but but things like love, things like joy. Like Those are things that we have to have in our life. We have to be able to experience those um, or you're just not going to have this this full piece of the the pie, right? You're going to be missing out on some things. And so um, one thing that I've always kept uh, near and dear, well, I guess maybe two things that I've always kept near and dear to my heart, and I'll kind of keep it at that. Um, there's two, two verses in the Bible that I've always liked. And, and the first is John 15, 12. It says, this is my commandment, love each other in the same way I've loved you. And it's as simple as that. We need to love people. We need to, as humans, be showing love to one another and that is a very selfless thing and so that is important on both ends we all need to receive love everybody wants to receive love but there's something that happens when we selflessly show love as well and that is a very fulfilling thing when we start to talk about morality and values and and purpose in life that is a very fulfilling thing that affects us mentally, physically, emotionally. It affects our emotional uh, maturity, like you mentioned. It affects these things to such a huge um, degree. I think just love is worth mentioning on this. Um, And then uh, there's another verse in Proverbs that just talks about loyalty and kindness. Keep loyalty and kindness tied around your neck, essentially, so that you never forget it. And when it comes to loyalty and kindness, this comes back to our social connections and and being true to who we are and being kind <laughs> with who we are, right? And so um, that comes down to this social connection and that fulfillment. And I think it is so, maybe in, in our, our world, you know, our, our country, we try to kind of categorize things and we try to say, okay, well, here's our physical health, here's our mental health, here's our social health. And we kind of put them in in different areas, almost like a Dave Ramsey book, Organizing Money. Well, I got my envelope of social connection. I got my envelope of mental health. I got my envelope of physical health. But we don't do a good job of enveloping all of those into one thing. And that is where I would say uh, you categorizing these things off as health, you know, um, you know, as, as foundations of your health, it takes it from each envelope and says, no, this is all your health. (laughs) This is all one thing. Like you talk about balance, you have to be able to work those all into one, into one pool. Otherwise you're, you're picking from different places. You're just not going to, it's not going to work. That's stressful. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's stressful. And if you focus too much on one, like one side of the coin and you, yeah, you don't work on the mental side, you don't work on the emotional side, then yeah, are you really healthy? Yeah, you know, like absolutely. We see it a lot with diet culture and these kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some people are all on the other side, you know, maybe working so much on the mental side and never addressing the physical side. Right. And yeah, so it's just okay. That's that's kind of where my thought process is. Is like, 
okay, like what all is, like how do we incorporate little bits of all of these things? And then, you know, just to feel whatever health and wellness is defined by you too. Right. You know, because it might be different than how you define it or how I define it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and yeah, because for me, you know, I've gone down different, different paths and, you know, felt really good. But then also, you know, I may, like, I started to recognize, you know, I'd go to like my girlfriend at the time, I'd go to their, their family party or whatever, and they'd be in something that I didn't, you know, really line up with at the time, whether I was doing keto or paleo or whatever it was. I just remember like telling them sometimes, even like lying, like, Hey, like, you know, I'm, you know, vegan or whatever it was. I told them, I don't even remember, but it was like, so that I didn't have to answer, you know, more questions right, yeah. or like get the uh, scolded looks and things like that. But it was, <laughs> you know, now I'm like, wait, why wouldn't I just indulge and have this great time with, with family? And like I said, like, you're probably going to digest that food a little bit better, even though it's not the best food. Yeah, It's yeah. like, you know, obviously there's times where you have to be a little strict with your diet, but for that that point maybe it did line up with me better now i'm at a point you know where i'm like if if it if it's okay in that that kind of time frame like maybe i see it differently maybe i do have you know eat some pizza with my family and you know and just realize that i'm having a good time i'm having a good experience with my family right now like who cares what i'm eating Right. You know, and so I think it, it's it's finding that balance, you know, kind of thing is like, you know, but at, at that time, maybe it was like, OK, it was it was I was so strict on the diet and I did feel so good. I don't remember. Maybe that's why I was like, <laughs> I don't want to even go down this route right now yeah. and eat this food. Um, but and I think, yeah, you just find out, well, which which is for you right now in this time, you know, like so some people just have to. And that's kind of what I try to get the people to is like, don't overthink it, but also, you know, just take in, take in how it's going to, how your body and mind are going to respond. Like if you go, if you decide to do this thing, is it, is it that detrimental or is it you actually going to get benefit even though on the outside, it doesn't look like the right decision. Right. You know, so. So balance is kind of the the big topic. It seems like... I guess we're going there. (laughs) I was going to say, because I was going to say, you know, so with a list this long, like where do you start? But it seems like balance is kind of the key to this. And I absolutely agree with that. Yeah, because like you're saying, okay, well, if I'm sticking true to this diet and maybe I feel, you know, that that's great. You're having a stepping stone and you're building and you're growing in this diet and, and you recognize benefits from it. That's awesome. But if you're missing out now on social connection at this, you know, family get together, well, now you're you're chipping away at a different spot, too. And so you have to find the balance. Is it OK? Am I going to knock myself out of ketosis and that's a two week process and I don't want to do that? Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Then, OK, that's sure. But, or, or you know, that's that's something to take into account. But if you know, OK, well, yeah, I'm, I'm at my sister's birthday party and I can have a piece of cake mm-hmm. at her party. Right. And not have to feel guilty for kind of ditching your diet. Right. And so you do take that like yeah. balance approach to it. And now you can enjoy these other things. 
um, without feeling like you're kind of sabotaging yourself or you're backsliding because you're recognizing balance. And I like that. I yeah. like that you kind of just, you know, moseyed your way yeah. into that one. At the <laughs> I didn't start. even do it on purpose, yeah. <laughs> but it just came up. But yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, for me, it's, it's, I feel at this point in time, that's where I'm at. And yeah. that could shift, you know, because even when I do, like I had a cupcake for somebody's birthday the other day. And what I did, I literally did this, was like sit down and just looked at it for a while and just said, you know, this cupcake is going to nourish me. And my my body is going to digest this and absorb everything that it's got. And who knows, did it? Did I digest it? I don't know. But at <laughs> least I, at least I like had the presence and the, yeah, I slowed down. Um, but, you know, and I did this in a different room so that people weren't watching. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Damon brings his cupcake. Yeah. Into the back room and stares at it. Yeah, what's he doing? <laughs> has words of affirmation uh, yeah. at his cupcake. Yeah. I, but I, then, yeah, then the next day, I ate so much better, too. You know, yeah. in, in my view, you know, I had my liver and onions and whatever else I had that next day. But yeah. um, I just remember, like, that day I ate much better. And I never, I didn't have any issues. You know, I slept well that night. Um, and it was a good time, uh, you know, celebrating. Yeah. And, and, you know, since I've known you, you've definitely, you've, you go down, you mentioned rabbit holes, a rabbit hole you're diving down with the breathing, mm-hmm. was it? Um, or no, it wasn't breathing. It was oh, uh, German new medicine. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So you're diving down that rabbit hole and, uh, and it just kind of makes me laugh because there are a lot of rabbit holes to dive down, So many. but you have to recognize as well at the base of your health and where you're, where you're taking that next step towards that, um, everything lasts for a season. Everything is a season. So you're not going to define your health at 21 years old. And that's going to be the same when you're 42. It might not even be the same when you're 22. Yeah. Like your health is, is something that has to shift and it has to, it has to be able to adapt with your lifestyle and where you're at and what you're doing. What happens is when we say, Oh, well, I'm not playing high school football anymore. So I'm not exercising like I used to. And now I'm putting on weight. Um, you know, things like that. That's Mm -hmm. where we don't recognize that our health shifts just like our seasons in life shift. And we have to be able to work with what we have and do what we have. I was a bad uh, proponent of that. When I stopped my, I was a three sport athlete. When I stopped, I had to get a job going into college. I started working waiting tables essentially. And I get a lot of food, man. (laughs) And I still had the appetite of a three sport athlete, but I was not doing the exercise of a three sport athlete. I put on weight quick. Yeah. Um, And that actually ended up leading to other health problems, issues with sleep and my heart even. And, and it became, I got stuck in the health cycle. It was a, it was a, you know, Indiana Jones giant boulder falling <laughs> down the, the hill. Um, but it's important to recognize, I would say going, you know, with this balance, we have to be able to recognize everything is in a season and it needs to shift with that as well. And that doesn't mean that you say, okay, well, I'm in a season of eating cupcakes, mm. <laughs> but it does mean, you know, like, Hey, I'm, yeah, I got kids now or something, right? Like, yeah. I'm going to be, I'm going to be having cake because dang it, I paid for it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a slice of cake now. Right. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so you have to be able to shift with those things yeah. and, uh, 
and address them and not kind of sweep on sweep them under the rug. I guess. Yeah. yeah so. For sure. Yeah. Where uh, Where do you want to go next? Oh on man. This list? I feel like we touched a good amount on light last time and movement. I mean, I yeah. would highlight with movement. You know that that difference between exercise and movement. Um, you know, this has been talked about a little bit, but I I think. A lot of people still, when I mention, hey, you know, like, let's start to work on movement, the first thought, I can even see it before they even say anything, is like, oh, but I exercise. And <laughs> and that's, exercise is like the supplement, I feel like, to movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and we have to have those proper movement patterns and be moving throughout our day. And then if we want to add on endurance things and strength and even muscle growth all these components of exercise then we just have to make sure that we're moving <laughs> yeah. you know and just make sure that we understand the difference that that yeah it's not the same i always have patients um like male female old young whatever whenever it comes up they're always like oh well you know like i do a lot of like pilates yoga what do you think about that I'm like, what do you mean what I think about that? It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're using ranges of motion that, that nobody else is, yeah. unless they're in that room with you kind of thing. I mean, you're using ranges of motion that our body is meant to get to, uh, but we don't do on a daily basis. But for some reason, it's like when someone mentions Pilates or yoga or something, You, I mean, obviously you got the people that are like, I do yoga. Yeah. I do yoga. <laughs> I do yoga. And you're like, okay, man, like, I get it. <laughs> Um, but I do always get this like hesitant, like, well, what do you think about yoga? What do you think about Pilates? Like, it's not real exercise or something. I'm like, are you kidding me? And so I like what you said about exercise, like working out is like a supplement and you have to think of it differently. Like you're strengthening muscles. That's, that's a time of stability mm -hmm. and that's fantastic. You know, you should be stabilizing, working for function and stuff like that as well, but you're building muscle, you're building strength. But there's a time for mobility as well, and that's where it comes down to just movement. Yeah, We sit. We literally are in fetal position like 90% of our lives. Yeah. <laughs> like we sleep in fetal position on our side. We sit at a desk, which is essentially fetal position. We drive, which is like fetal position with one knee extended and one arm out. Like <laughs> everything we do is in fetal position. Yep, yep. And we never work on, on exiting that and moving to bigger, broader movements into extensions and, and stretches and reaches. And so mobility movement um, is a, a big predecessor or is even just another component to exercise. Like do exercise is that. Do you think being in that fetal position constantly affects the brain? Absolutely. I think so. I, I think there, I notice and I always, I, I have a passion for working with high school, early collegiate, like athletes. It's one of the big reasons I got into chiropractic. I probably talked about it on our first, our first episode, <laughs> but one thing that I noticed and I noticed even when I was in high school is that the girls were always, um, they always had this like hunched, like arms crossed, like a quick walk to just like get out of the hallways. And it was almost like, uh, you have the boys I and mean, boys are, we're obnoxious <laughs> and we're loud and we're making noise and going crazy and whatever. But then you see the girls are just like, they don't want to talk. To, they don't want to talk to anybody. Arms, arms always crossed like hunch slouch. Granted it's colder in North Carolina. Um, and just a quick walk to class. 
And I remember being like, man, like how your confidence plays a role even in your physical health. Like to be able to just be open, to stand tall, like chin up, proud of where you're walking, how that has a physical toll on you. Now you're you're using like lower traps. You're opening the chest. You're breathing easier. Your chin's tall. You don't have that slouch, that hump at the base of the neck that everybody wants to try and fix in like one adjustment. Mm-hmm. Like your your stride is wider. You're activating more muscles. And so fetal position feels comfortable because we're safe and we're covering and we're we're covering all our vital organs and like our, our neck isn't exposed. And yeah, like fetal position is comfortable and and it's what we resort to but there's something so much more important when we focus on like the extensors when we focus on you know opening our our wingspan and standing tall and bigger strides and and things along that so yeah that's a that's a good little good little nugget to dive into some key points there too (laughs) and yeah i mean i think it does play a role in you know you see a lot of fear I think in people, especially with what we dealt with the past three years. Yeah. And it's also, if you are constantly in that position to where you feel like your brain thinks like you're protecting the vital organs, Mm -hmm. right. And and you're in this protective kind of state then, but if you opened up and you got into more of that extension, now all of a sudden I, I believe that your brain opens up you start to under your body and your brain start to understand how to process emotions better. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of different things that now I feel like you're just open, you know, your body's open, your mind's open. And then I think there's that. So this is something that I think that happened to me was when I stopped using, you know, wearing shoes as much and I started grounding and my feet started to change shape. And they opened up. And right around the same time, I felt my brain just light up more. Yeah. And I could think clearly. And I was like, wait, is there a correlation between these two? <laughs> like, I don't know, but I'm, I doubt there's any, like, science on it. I haven't looked into it. But it's like, I feel like there's there's something there. Yeah. You know, and it, and it goes back to, like, well, you're squishing your feet into these these traps, essentially, like all day long sometimes. Yeah. At least I was. I I, I think I wore shoes inside too most of the oh, time. Oh, dude, I live in, in sneakers. <laughs> no. And I, I tell you, I'm, I'm going to toot my own horn again. I got a pretty healthy foot. Yeah. Um, I, I do spend a lot of time like working on it actively though. And so it's not like that's not one thing. I have to make my you know, balance. I have to weigh my skills because I, I joke, it's like a a joke in my household. I have delicate feet. (laughs) Like the skin on my feet is like, it is, it is virgin skin. My feet are soft as a baby's bottom. I got these rough cows. (laughs) I know. And my feet are, they're always in socks and shoes. We joke with my uncle, like he'll, like he'll shower in his shoes. Like he's going to take off his shoes, like right before he gets in bed and he's going to slip them right under the covers kind of thing. Like it's a joke in our family. Um, but I spend a lot of active time working actually on my toes and spreading those. I got like zeros now, the shoes give you that big toe box. 
Um, so Have you ever I used the toe spacers. No, I never needed to. Oh, you know, I want to try those. But the shoes I got on right now, you can take a look. Look how pointy those shoes yeah. are. You think my feet aren't crammed rough, in those? Rough. So it is a huge thing. And when you start to focus on these little things, like spreading the toes, sinking into the ground, like how you walk your gait patterns. And I think that's kind of, I focus on that side more and I still get it. Mm-hmm. I do have a healthy foot. I don't yeah. I ain't got no bunions by any means. Yeah. I got a nice healthy uh, spread in my, in You're my toes. actively working on it. Yeah. But I'm actively working on it where there's easier ways. Mm-hmm. If I built up my calluses when I was younger and that didn't become a whole lifelong thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have to focus on it so much. Um, but it is, it is a big, a big thing of just, yeah, being more like confident of where you are and what you're doing and how you're going about doing it. And then that leads to other things that you have in here, like your life purpose, your mindfulness, your um, even, even it can come into like emotional maturity. Like we said, like if you're confident in who you are and where you're going and what you're doing, you're not, you're not, you're not going to react as much. You're not going to react as much. Yeah. You're not. I've noticed that like, Especially with like social media, I'm trying to use that more, mm-hmm. even though I'm not a big fan of it. But, Same. you know, um, I've noticed like people are so reactive. Mm-hmm. And even like sometimes I feel it. Like I'm like, you know, I might like put something on there and like you get like a negative response or something and you're like, I should say something. No, wait, no, no, I should say. And you're like, wait, why would I even resort to that? Yeah. Why would I even allow this person to affect? Yeah, you know, I don't even know who they are. You know? Right. They yeah. might not even be a real person. Yeah, <laughs> right. I know. <laughs> but yeah, it's I'm so just like, oh man, it's just like, you're just so like, but like being able to like bring yourself back, you know, and be like, wait, what? And like, is this, is this emotion real? Like in my should I allow it? Because we also do have to allow all the emotions. I think that's a big thing too yeah. that I I didn't understand for a long time. I always thought like, oh, anger's bad, right? You know, fear is bad, or you know, but they're all emotions and they're all they all yeah. need to be uh, expressed <laughs> at certain times. I told my one year old daughter that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she can't even talk yet, and she'll get mad, and she'll fuss, and she'll like you know she'll. I don't even know what you call it. Screech. <laughs> I mean, they're they're babies, right? Yeah. So like. You know, but she'll, she'll lash out and I will tell her, I'll say, I'll say, Naomi, no, (laughs) ma'am, it is okay to be angry, but you're not going to scream. And as a one-year-old, she recognizes that already. And she won't like, you will see her make a conscious change. Like it's okay that you're feeling this, but you are going to control the way that you handle the situation as a one-year-old to see that actually like have an effect on them like yeah. i was like oh that's pretty cool yeah <laughs> like you wouldn't think that they would but you have to be able to work your way through these emotions because you're going to um you're going to experience them yeah and you have to be able to handle them in a healthy manner otherwise it plays in all these other things as well it plays in your social connection it plays in your laughter your life purpose um your morality your values it plays in all these other things and so I think I was I was uh, very impressed at emotional maturity on your list. Really? I thought that of was all the really, ones on there. Huh? I thought that was a really cool one because wow. when we talk about, you know, foundations of something, that is a good indicator of where you are mentally. Um, and your mental health is going to be the, you know, one of your pillars. I mean, if, yeah. you, if you break down, like I was saying with the envelopes or whatever before, I mean, you would have mental health, physical health, social health, spiritual health, 
I mean, you'd have maybe like, I mean, maybe you could think of something to add into that, but there's probably like four, maybe, maybe I yeah. could throw in a fifth just cause, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, there's going to be a couple small ones, but you have the to be quantum. able to break out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, but yeah, I think, I think that goes into like, you know, Bruce Lipton's work and uh, Candace Pert and how they showed that, you know, Bruce Lipton did the biology belief. Um, I think Candace did the, uh, something with emotions and just showing that these dictate how the, how the cell responds, how the biology actually works, you know, and how the neurotransmitters will change even just how your thought patterns are or how you are working with those emotions. Are you suppressing that emotion? You know, oh, it's anger. I always suppress that. You know, not not consciously, but subconsciously. Oh, it's suppressed. It's suppressed. Well, just like anything, that has to move. That has, oh, you yeah. know, it's. I love the word. I never even realized this. Somebody had to break it down. But it was like, yeah, emotion. It's like it needs to move. It mm. needs motion. Yeah. And it's like, so if you just keep suppressing it, then it's just it's in there it's gonna yeah. cause turmoil you have to address it you have to address it yeah. not suppress it but exactly. you have to be able to address it yeah or yeah and find a way to manner yeah. to do it in a healthy yeah. manner and like yeah if you are gonna scream because you're angry like well how do you do that appropriately because we well, do live in a society according to the movies like in the rain like <laughs> dancing through <laughs> Yeah, and maybe maybe you do it through movement. Maybe yeah. you do it through actual moving your body. So now there's those uh, like somatic therapies, somatic experiencing therapies where they're bridging that gap, where they're having people do certain movements while also doing the hmm. mental stuff, while while processing the emotions. I haven't seen which that. Which makes so much sense yeah. to me. I'm like, oh wow, like yeah, like why would it, why would you sit and work on these things when we are built to move? Like, what if you did it while moving? Yeah. And it's hmm. like... Yeah. I did see something like a like an ad on Facebook or something that was trying to get me to go to some event where people were like... I don't even... It was honestly... It was it was, it was a bit much. Yeah. And, <laughs> but they were like screaming and oh, just like... Yeah, they yeah. like get them together and they're just like... Like a, a kundalini of, yoga or something. I don't even know, dude. Yeah. But I was like, oh, I don't know about that. That's a, I feel like there's probably a better way I could go about handling yeah. that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it just, it almost looked, it almost looked like a, that sounds like too much. I've seen those yeah, kind of things too. Like, and and like, I think to some people that's, that's probably a great way, you great, know, like release. Just, yeah. Yeah. And that's where you just find what works for you, what lines with your yeah. kind of the way you want to do it too. And is it appropriate? Yeah. And you know, some people use the psychedelics now. Um, some people use them too much, you know, but oh, I think, yeah. I think it is a great way to, to really open up your mind um, if you do it under the right pretenses mm. and also have, you know, somebody guiding. I think that's a big component with all that stuff. Mm. But, um, yeah, I think um, where else where else should we go on this list? I think we well, could probably hit one more. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, that's a lot of that's a lot of mental, emotional, um, you know, health. And, and that's fantastic. But I think obviously a great point that people are going to want to listen to is you know, what you have in here with, with your foods and, and your waters and, and, um, kind of more of that, that physical health, whether yeah. it comes down yeah, to, for even sure. like, you know, minerals and, and what, what can we actually do? Because if it's a foundation, you got to build your foundation strong, right? Mm-hmm. So what are the, what are the strong foundations of those things that, that we could dive into? Yeah. Um, I always 
first, my first inclination with almost everybody is a Weston A. Price kind of uh, profile or template for the diet. And why do I start there? Because it's not really restrictive. It's mm. really understanding, okay, when we eat grains, how do we eat them? How do we process them? You know, what what were our ancient ancestors, what were our recent ancestors doing with these foods? You know, and over time you start to see, oh, well, they were always sprouted, you know, for yep. the grains. They were all either soaked or sprouted. They were fermented often, you know, and these things break down a lot of those protective measures of the grain of the plant and it makes it, you know, then we get the microbes and the fermentation. And so just understanding that now it's, now it's not, oh, bread is good or bad. It's, well, what kind of bread? And did you make the bread? Did somebody else make the bread? You know, and so there's a lot of nuances, I think, to, to these things. And then you have a better relationship with your food too. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you start to want to grow things. You start to want to, you know, break down the grains yourself. So you get them in the whole form and now it's, it's a little bit fresher, you know, instead of it just sitting around already kind of pulverized and possibly oxidizing. Um, now it's a little bit fresher and, and you go through the process of making the bread um, or you go through the process of making the sauerkraut. And I think fermentation is a big one for me. Um, Weston A. Price talks about it. Um, I read a book a long time ago that kind of really opened my eyes to four big pillars. Um, Dr. Kate Shanahan wrote um, Deep Nutrition. And that was uh, one of those early books that really opened my eyes. And she talked a lot about fermentation, uh, organ meats, meats on the bone. So cooking those meats with the bone so you get the collagen and, and then the fat. And that helps your body to absorb the nutrients better, helps you break down the proteins in that meat. And then, um, and then a lot of raw foods. And that's raw plant and animal. Mm-hmm. And so that could be, you know, raw oysters or raw egg yolks or, you know, I mean, a lot of people were eating steak tartare and, you know, some of these other ways of uh, ceviche, you know, being processed with the acid there. But, you know, I think those are big things for me is just kind of starting there. And then it, once people start to understand, oh, there's a lot more to this conversation than just, you know, I'm, I'm eating sugar or I'm not eating sugar. You know, carbs, not carbs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, fat, not fat. And it's like, well, is it food? You know, at the end of the day, like, you know, is, is there an ingredient list? You know, that's, you're starting to get into that processed area. Yeah. And then you get into the ultra processed, which is really the stuff we want to avoid. Cheese product. You know, almost everything <laughs> is processed on some like yeah, cheese product. Oh, God. It's not actually cheese. It's <laughs> yeah. cheese product. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, something that resembles cheese. <laughs> yeah, it really you, looks like it's just I shiny. guess you can consume. <laughs> Maybe. Just not in Europe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, 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 that's banned. Yeah, um, yeah it's a, that's a whole thing there. But um, yeah, so on the food, that's kind of where I start. And then, yeah, there's, there's times where people, you know, the digestive system's just a mess. And so, yeah, we have to... We have to do a low FODMAP or we have to do an elimination or, you know, even we can sometimes go straight into like a keto or a GAPS diet. But there's a there's a whole list of things we can get into um, on the diet side. So that's where I always like to start. Basic, start to learn and get a relationship with your food. And that will really help people build off of that. 
you know, because cooking, I think, is a, is somewhat of a lost art. And once you start yeah. to do it, once you start to grow some herbs, you start to have these relationships with your food, it becomes fun. Yeah. And now you, now instead of like dreading, oh, I got to like meal prep or do a, some of these things that I used to, you know, dread, it's like, it's like, oh, I can, I get to make this tomorrow or, you know, like even yesterday I had to be, I had to be at work at eight and I still was able to make food beforehand because I was, I was excited about it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you know, I'll make a little, I'll get up a little bit earlier, get my, it's important. Yeah. And do my <laughs> things a little bit earlier and, and make my breakfast so that I don't have to, you know, eat out or anything like that. And then also just understanding, you know, kind of a side tangent, but just understanding like, okay, on those days where you're super busy, where are you going to get your food if you, if you need to eat? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so there are some better options when we eat out and yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. But, how about you? How about on, on your side of the coin? There? Well, I, firstly, I just, I was going to say, like, I think that's important to recognize too, that this has been a long road for you. And so things like that for you to, to find excitement in, in making your meal for the day, like other people would be like, oh, I hate cooking mm-hmm. or, um, you know, talking about the different foods you eat, like liver and onions. I mean, that's like, that's comical to some people. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to eat liver and onions. Like that's that's disgusting. This guy's weird, right? And I've been on that side yeah. <laughs> with you. I've been like, man, this guy's really weird. Um, this, this is a really strange guy, right? Um, but you start to see when you buy in just a little bit, like, okay, yeah, I get it. And then recognize that, sure, I'm not going to have 20, 15 years of experience with whatever you've been doing under my belt mm-hmm. uh, but I I can start at day one and I can see which of these things help me and which don't and so my question for you is kind of with all of these foundations of health right because Dr. Damon you listed them in <laughs> Roman numerals right <laughs> so we got like almost we got 19 things here that you have that's, listed that's Google does that I think. oh really I well think so. I added in one so essentially we got 20 things here where do we start with our foundations of health? Like if someone yeah. is going to walk in your door, because like we've talked about, you, you're you asking them if they were C-section or vaginal yep. delivery. Yep. Well, that's a that's a important, you know, like we're starting at square one. So now where do we go from our foundation of health? And it, it all depends, of course. But, you know, my first inclination is the light you know, getting that circadian rhythm down because that's going to funnel into sleep mm-hmm. and things there. Um, I'm, I am definitely addressing breath some level. Um, I see almost everybody has some level of dysfunction there. But yeah, when I ask the questions, um, I do st- I do kind of get out of the medical questionnaire a lot of times too yeah, to, to understand, okay, how much light exposure is this person getting? If they're getting a good amount you know, I still think they probably make some kind of progress, but I'm not going to start there because they're already kind of got it a little dialed in, Right. you know, so it might be diet for them. Um, it, it might be just the water, like understanding, and I probably should say water on here and get, get out of the water thing, but don't even bother. Uh, don't try. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I might, I might start to Cause I'll have a lot of people say like, Oh, I, I drink nothing but water and I drink this amount of water. And then I start to say, okay, well, what kind of water is that? And 
well, you know, I either get it from the tap or maybe they do have a reverse osmosis and I'm, okay, well, do you add any minerals back into that? Yeah. Um, something like the, the uh, sea salt yeah. Right? Yeah. or something. Yeah, Give yourself something. something. Yeah. Yeah, because if you're just taking in plain water, like, yeah, or you, mo- you removed all the pharmaceuticals and the fluorides and all these kind of things, but you've also removed the calcium, the magnesium, and all these other yeah. good beneficial electrolytes. Well, now your body might be stripping those. As mm-hmm. you drink that water, you think you're hydrating, but hydration is more than just H2O. You know, it's sodium, it's potassium, it's magnesium, calcium, it's all these other components of it. And then does that water even have life to it? Because water is way more than just H2O or what we even perceive. Right, yeah. You know, now we even know about the fourth phase of water. Um, And then there's Veda Austin who does the, she takes the pictures of the water and shows Mm. how, like, if you just, if you just impart, like, a thought or uh, some kind of emotion onto the water... She's shown that it changes the structure of the water. You can actually start to see like, like negative images in the water. Hmm. Uh, I've never, I've never seen anything. Yeah, like that. it's wild stuff. Oh, um, yeah, it's, and so it just opens up your mind. You're like, whoa, water's way more than what I think it is. Yeah. And so that's where start to address that. You know, yeah. like okay, like let's just start getting some sea salt into that water, or maybe we do get an electrolyte mix. Yeah. Kinda in there. I had a family member end up in the hospital from dehydration because they drank too, too much, much water. water. Yeah. 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 Hyponatremia. So you, yeah. You yeah. think you're doing something, you know, good for yourself, but in reality you're you're yeah. draining yourself you're depleting yeah. yourself. And that's where education just comes in. Because yeah. like most people, even myself at one point would have said it water's water. You know, and but it, there's just a little bit more to the situation, and so you know, me and you, where we're we're able to have a little bit extra time where we can kind of understand the research and and look into the past and read some of these um, forefathers in foundations of health or medicine or whatever it is. We can now dispense that information to our patients or yeah. through this podcast. So yeah, which absolutely. is kind of the idea. So then, I'll go first. Right. But I'd say what would be like the three things that you would list uh, for someone to do like like as as a take action. I think every every good talk should end with some course of action. Right. And so um, for me personally, like if I'm going to have someone come in and we're talking foundations of health, um, I'm going to have them first and foremost to me. I think I've kind of expressed that throughout this podcast today that I think your emotional um, mental health has to take priority even over physical health. Um, And so for me, that means uh, just kind of coming to terms with who you are and what you have to work on. So uh, I would tell someone to go home and like take a long, hard look in the mirror kind of thing. Like what are things that you struggle with? What are issues that you face, obstacles that you have perceived or real even, like breaking it down into that? What is your problem? What do you need to work on? And that's a moment that I had like a good couple of years ago now or something, maybe not even that long ago, um, where I, I looked and I said, okay, well, these are my issues. I cannot lose weight. I'm gaining weight. No matter if I exercise, I just put on more weight. Um, like I, I'm tired. I'm irritable, like fatigue. Yeah. All, like everything's just, my health is not going well. And I looked myself, you know, from the inside out and I was like, what is my problem? And so for me, I just found that it, it was strictly like a self-control, a discipline issue. 
and I wasn't willing to address that things that were bad for me were bad for me because I like I enjoyed them, you know, like watching TV too much or whatever, you know, like, oh, I'm just watching TV. There's nothing wrong with it. I enjoyed it too much. Right. And I needed to be able to make that mental note to cut it out. Right. And so first and foremost for me is taking that inward look like what are your obstacles and what are you doing, um, whether you like it or not, that is building onto that obstacle instead of helping you overcome it. And so that's my first, like my first recommendation for your, your health as a, yeah. as a structure is, is take a good look inside. Secondly, just baby steps. I would say if you wake up and you have Mountain Dew for breakfast, switch it out for like a green tea. I mean, it doesn't like, even if it's still a bottled green tea, like just switch it out. You make a little change, something that is, is going to, it might not even be that it's helping you, but it's not hurting you as bad. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be a drastic life change, but you take these little, little baby steps. If you're, you know, eating Skittles at lunch, eat blueberries instead, you know, something that'll have a better value to you. Um, and so, that, so yeah, you're taking a good long look at yourself. You're taking little baby steps towards something healthy. And then the third thing I would say is just be okay with mistakes and recognize that you're not going to handle it perfectly. You're going to have days where you're going to stare at a cupcake and talk to it and say, I'm going to eat you and you're going to give me nutritional value and I'm going to have a good day. Who would do that? <laughs> Who would do that? <laughs> but recognize you know, that not every day is going to be perfect to your plan. And we talked about how everything's seasonal and that's important too, but just recognizing like things aren't going to go perfectly. So you look at yourself, you find your problems, your obstacles, what you have to overcome. You take little baby steps towards that and you recognize that it's not going to be perfect because if you try to stay perfect, you're never the, the one time you slip up, you're never going to you're you're going to give up. It's, mm -hmm. that's just it and oh, yeah. it's cuz it's it's no fun. I had my Apple Watch and I kept my streak going, my exercise for like 100 days. And I broke that 100-day streak and I was like, "You know what? I don't really care about my streak anymore." Because... <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, you, you mess it up and you're like, well, dang it. Like, it's going to be 100 more days just to get back to there, <laughs> yeah. let alone pass it, man. So, um, but it did open my eyes to like, you know what? It's not so much about being perfect. Mm -hmm. It's about being consistent and making these little steps to where eventually you start to look at some very in-depth things that, you know, I would I would joke with you about. Um Whereas me looking from the outside in, I'm like, oh, this guy doesn't use microwaves. <laughs> like, what a weirdo, you know? Like, this guy's weird. But you've taken a lot of baby steps over the years, and and it's become part of who you are. And then now you're still taking baby steps, but your baby steps are just above. Different. Yeah, yeah I mean, they're just past, you know, a benchmark where we are because, mm -hmm. you know, you, you, you've been doing this a long time. And so someone like... Like you is an encouragement to me that if I keep taking these little baby steps, yeah, your health starts to pull in there. But if I'm like, you know what, I'm going to apprentice under Dr. Damon and I'm going to be Dr. Damon <laughs> if I listen to his podcast and all that, like it's going to be discouraging because yeah. you haven't had the experience that leads up to it. So those would be my three things. And I, I guess that it. wasn't a very good list. Yeah, no. But, um, that's, but what would be your You elucidated very well on, on all those. And I love how you explain it too. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll kind of build off of, especially the second one where it's, it's, you know, those baby steps. So make it as simple as possible. And so for me, I kind of put them all together, you know, so mm -hmm. it's, it's get up. Even if you went to bed late that this night, yeah. it's okay. We're going to lose a little bit of sleep, but get up, watch the sunrise, 
get your feet in contact with the earth while you're watching the sunrise for five minutes while doing a little bit of nasal breathing. Hmm. Super simple. And, and that's, it's five minutes, you know, five minutes. And we've just hit three big things and you've started off the day, right? Yeah. You know, just at least that day you, you won that day, you know, no matter what else happens later, like that day you're already good. Like, so, and, and you've stuck, you started it off on the right foot and most likely over time, maybe not that day, but over time, if you make that consistent, it's going to just compound and you're going to want to do more things. And then, like you said, it's like you start to dabble with this, you start to dabble with that, and they all just become part of your life over time. Yeah. And I would add a fourth, so just because, yeah. you know, add a, a plus. Um, <laughs> kind of the gratitude thing I think is huge. Um, going back to the mental thing, um, it's, it's okay. Let's write down five things that you're mm. grateful for today. Yeah. It could be the most mundane stuff, and maybe it doesn't even make sense. Like, whatever. You're just grateful for those things today. Yeah. And and then the next day you do another five. And you know, for me it's like, yeah, hey, I got up. I got up before the sun today. I got got outside with my dog. And, you know, I'm grateful that, you know, the I could see more stars in the sky this morning. Yeah. You know, I got up a little early and usually I don't get to see the stars because, you know, there's too much pollution. But today it was a little bit clearer. Um, it could be, you know, yeah, like, you know, I, I felt the ground was a little cooler today and I'm grateful for that, you know, cause why? I don't know. It's June. Like yeah. you didn't expect it, but it was, <laughs> it felt a little cooler today. Um, maybe it's just, you know, I was able to feel the breeze on my face. I opened the window when I was driving to work, you know, just, or it can be like very impactful stuff, you know, but Start there, you know, just come up with five things each day and that's going to shift your mindset. You know, we we have a negative bias and that's to keep us safe Mm -hmm. through an evolutionary lens. Absolutely. You know, we're supposed to make sure that if there is any danger in the area to remember that. Yep. You know, so that that negative bias in our modern society where we're not in these constant threats, we have to kind of combat that. And I think the yeah. gratitude is a great way to start. There, oh yeah! So. No, that's a that's a super awesome uh, uh, a group listing there because it is it is something we overlook. So um, I could talk about that all day. I <laughs> I work with these middle schoolers, and I often get up there and I'm like, look, I could give you a psych 101 class today right now because there's a lot of just psychological things that we don't recognize, and that negative bias is a big one. It's a big, big, big one. So. Um, I absolutely agree. I think that's awesome. I think those are great things to go forth with in your day. Uh, Give it a shot today. If not, if it's too late, give it a shot tomorrow. Um, Definitely, you know, let us know. Let us know, you know, if if you did, if you tried it, what you thought, how it felt. Um, Yeah, we'd love to hear any feedback. Um, But aside from that, I think that's a wrap today. Yeah. And thank you guys for listening today. It was our pleasure. I am your host, Dr. Damon. I'm Dr. Daniel Nikens, and we look forward to harmonizing your health. Find out more about Harmonized Health by visiting seedandsoilwellness.com. If you have a topic you'd like covered, email us at drdamon at seedandsoilwellness.com. Follow and subscribe on your favorite podcast service to be notified when new podcasts are available. 
By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use it as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. Consult your own practitioner for any medical issues you may be having.